0: Yo, ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of Realism. It's your boy, it's your brother, it's your big homie, it is Rello. And today, we have a very special guest in the building. We got one of the Wichita pioneers, one of the OGs in the game. We got Twan Sack himself in the building. How's it going, sir?
1: What it do, what it do, man. Glad to be here, bro. How's it
0: feel to be back in Wichita?
1: Man, I love Wichita, man. You know, it's just the home. Every time I come home, I'm to, able to reboot from the fast life out on the West Coast. Man. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes me remember where I come from.
0: As soon as you touch down, you know exactly where you want to go. You know exactly how to get there. Still, like Wichita is one of them cities you don't forget the routes and shit.
1: Yeah, I drove through all my childhood neighborhoods and kind of. It's funny because I grew up on both the north and the south side, so I go hit all the blocks where I used to hang out at, and it just you know. North side
0: don't look the same, do it? Man, they
1: rebuild, but it's good though. Yeah, they rebuild building it, you know, so that's good. I live, I grew up on 15th in Kansas, which you mm-hmm. know, back then was pretty raggedy, <laughs> uh, whatnot, but they didn't re-upgrade that, you know, and, and rebuilt it, so.
0: Yeah, they didn't remodel those, some of those homes and stuff. Mm-hmm. you seen that they got those tall-ass poles and shit in the hood, though? Yeah. Have what, you seen what's that?
1: What's for the police?
0: Well, uh, it's those big-ass poles that they have. It's basically uh, from what we told from West Star.
1: Yeah.
0: And they just put these big-ass towers just in the middle of the hood. Like just lined them up And it's like In people's front yards And everything And it's you know Dropped the pricing Of people's homes in the community
1: See they did that on purpose You know they yeah, did that On know.
0: purpose Man that's crazy you, But you I know. did
1: see that And I was like I thought that was just You know like the new Electricity or the new
0: See I got a theory That They're trying to Expand which, uh, Wichita State yeah. And ain't nothing wrong with that because, you know, the bigger the school is, the more money Wichita brings in. So ain't nothing wrong with that. But at least give it a fair chance for those, you know, those older people in, in those neighborhoods that have been living there for 50-something plus years.
1: That's gentrification, man.
0: To the fullest. Yeah. Gen- to the fullest. I mean, you're going to decrease the, the the rate of the house. Then you're going to kick them on out. You know because you're gonna give them whatever you know the smallest amount that they can they'll take and then you're gonna do whatever you want. This is going to what turn six or five houses into a what parking lot
1: and they'll make that money back and
0: oh, uh, they're gonna flip, yeah,
1: you know. And that, that's flip. why I, you know I had much love and respect for my partner Nipsey, yeah, you know, because he was combating all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, even here in a lot of places, we just lack a lot of knowledge of what's really. It's either they, we don't care what's going on or we just really, you know, lack the knowledge of what's really happening.
0: A lot of time I feel like people can't accept the truth. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, the truth hurts. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to hurt because mm-hmm. we've already hurt enough. So for a lot of time, you know, they, they live with like a, a sheer coat, you know, over them. Right. In a way, so they don't have to face, you know, reality. Because right. it's like, yo, my grandfather, you know, worked at this. It worked out at uh, Spirit Boeing or whatever for 40-something years. My daddy's working there right now for 20-something years. Well, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to end up doing the same thing. It's what, right. That's what they expected.
1: That's, <laughs> nah, they that's expected. real shit right there.
0: But we're not going to talk too much about that. We're going to get more into Twan sack, the person. So how is Twan mentally? How how are you doing? This is me checking on you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think after, uh, you know, I took a few blows here in the last six months, you know, with my pops passing.
0: And uh, we, we apologize. A, Sorry to hear that. We all praying for you. Yeah, I appreciate it. You, you and know. the family.
1: Uh, and I, t- I had a bullshit case that came across my lap that I ended up getting dropped or uh, whatnot. And. Praise be to God. Amen. man, you know, and and that's the thing is like once you go through those struggles Mm -hmm. and you make it out of, there's always a blessing uh, waiting for you. And and mentally right now, it's it's probably the best time of my life as far as career, everything that's That's going around, you know, with me. I linked up with – I've been linked up with him for a while, but um, um, Jay White, uh, Jay White has been my producer probably for the last 10 years. He produced Bodak Yellow and all of Cardi B's top tracks or
0: whatnot. So y'all finally linked back up, you know, that that contact connection where it came back. Yeah, it wasn't really that we had it. We never, you know, we was already linked up. It's mm-hmm.
1: just when he took off, a lot of my stuff that was linked to his took off mm-hmm. or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I, always good. It's You know, and that, that part, I, you know, I, I miss... That I had to leave Wichita because this is my home. You know, mm-hmm. it just Wichita wasn't big enough to support, you know, division in the, the long term process of really being independent, uh, of whatnot. Was
0: that, was that was that the the sole purpose for you? You know, to get out of Wichita, you saw a bigger vision for yourself and felt like you know it was just you've out you outgrown the situation. Yeah,
1: it, it, Wichita was like a love hate situation. They they build you up and then. They try and tear you down, you down, you know, yeah. and, and it got to the point where, you know, Old Town wouldn't, you know, every time I go out, there was a fight, my name came up, so I started getting 86 from the, all my little ways of making money, you know, the record mm-hmm. stores was, was booming like crazy, and then um, Sam Goody, all those uh, warehouse music, they all went bankrupt, oh, you know, okay. so all okay. of my outlets to make music and make money. You know, it, it, it bailed was, out it, it was, wasn't there. It wasn't there. So, so,
0: so, so I had to go had really ahead and no make choice. make a plan B for yourself. Yeah. Okay. And it happened, uh,
1: I was you know, it was uh O three here, um when I opened up for DMX and Ludacris, I don't
0: know if you remember that concert. <laughs> it was Who else can say that though? Yeah. Like yeah. how many people can say, like, yo, I opened up for DMX and Ludacris? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just timing. Man, it was just timing. I better man. get his goddamn man as far as when he <laughs> deserves him. God damn.
1: Yeah, that was a great concert. Fabulous. Chingy, all those guys were on there. But, you know, that song, Cadillac Love, it was, at that time, it was the biggest song in the Midwest. Yeah, most, know, definitely. Whatnot. most so, definitely. And the, the, the advantage was, is there weren't a lot of acts or artists coming through that time, mm-hmm. you know, and they were still bringing big shows through, yeah. so... I had the opportunity to be able to open up for those
0: shows and, and actually get paid. And I wasn't finna turn this song, bitch, down. Like, I'm taking I'm that. I'm taking shit. that, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Like, know. I got the hottest song in the city right now. Like, don't, nah. There's nobody else that deserves that spot but me. Uh,
1: and even those politics still cast, still had to compete to get on some of the shows, which was cool. I understood always. it. Yeah, I mean, and it was actually with DMX, they had me pick them up from the airport. That's and, hard. <laughs> and I was asking this guy, I was like, man, what you got going? Like, really trying to get on with X? So I was a big fan of X. And this dude was like, man, I live in Phoenix, man. I was like, what the fuck you doing in Phoenix? You know,
0: That's where that seed was planted. That's where it came from. From DMX. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And he was doing that movie, Never Die Alone. So I went out there right after the show, went out there and said, uh, I met a little chick. I said, shit, I got the groundwork laid down. Shit, I went out there one more time, just never came back home. That was
0: the final decision. That was it. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. So, like, okay, we mentioned Cadillac Love, and no disrespect to, you know, any OGs or anything like that, because, you know, I know that there were artists before at Twinsack Correct. that had successful careers as far as in Wichita. But for my generation, you were the first local artist that I heard on the radio. Right, right. How does that feel to know, like, there's a generation out here that when someone, when they ask, they be like, yo, who's one of the who's one of the OG rappers? They're like well, They be like, well, shit. Back back in the day, like, Twonsek was that dude. Like, yeah. everybody remembers
1: that song. I mean, it's a, it's a God gift blessing, you know, and that's why I don't stop to this day. You know what I'm saying? Because if I stop today, then I let back, you know... It, the thing, one thing you'll always remember is those first early years. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll remember when you didn't know nothing about the, like I didn't know shit about the business. And to know that it was the work ethic that actually, you know, put us in that position. And, and still to this day, like, you know, those kids, kids now. So it's, yeah. what it's did is it, it, by me standing independent, now those kids' kids are now my fans. So it's like I got a brand new,
0: fresh. It's like yeah. my career just started all over again. Yeah, it's a rebrand mm-hmm. all over again. All right. My brother-in-law, he works out at the Manhattan radio station, and he actually played Cadillac Love for a throwback. No shit. Out of yeah. K-State. Oh, so tough. I was like, yeah, like there's a whole generation. They're like, yo, I was like, what's that shit? Yeah. Now- how the hell did you get that song sampled? Like, was was there a clearance that you had to go through back then nah, or
1: we, anything? <clears throat> we remade it. We didn't use no samples at all. We just basically took the, like, if you listen to the original, it's a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Skills, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, Skills and D-Bray and FC Trill at the time were only cats that knew how to make beats. So, I had bought a brand new keyboard. Um, I played it for Skills, and he just basically mimicked it, added a little flavor to it, and So we, I didn't didn't have to get any sample clearance rights to it, which was that was the big part about it. That's
0: dope. Uh, You you mentioned Se Trill. How does it feel to see what Se Trill's doing for himself right now? Well, as far as his team, Global Hustle.
1: Man, I'm I'm proud of uh, Trill and uh, Mm Krim. You know, they shout out to Krim as well. Tech9 once told me that you know, because I had you know, you all know that it was a it was a time where I had a record deal from every major record label. They were offering me deals, and I remember sitting on a tour bus with Tech, and he was like, he said, "I advise you to go independent. Just know it's gonna take ten years." And so anybody like the SC Trills, he SC Trill is from my era. He started the same time I started. Hmm. So even though he's a lot younger. He's still
0: from our era. Yeah. And I think that era we were we were hungry. Yeah. And you know? he saw that. Yeah. And and if you see that at your beginning, then it's just gonna grow yeah. the older you get. Yeah, I remember my keyboard. I gave it to him. I didn't even know how to
1: fucking work the keyboard, and I knew SC and Devon knew how to. So I used to let them hold the keyboard. Hey, and little niggas, get so, here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and without those guys, man, I might not even been able to drop any any music, any albums. That's dope. In early in the early days, you know. So I, it's, it's like big big bro being proud mm-hmm. of SC. Yeah, you know, and he's continued to wrote the best one. Continue to network, and once you find out you'll see that once you really get into the industry, it's really small. Mm-hmm. You know, so some of the guys in the Bay Area that I, that I fuck with, SC has tracks from, and then I just get happy. SC I Trill get, be moving. Yeah, I get excited every time. You know, Mr. Fab, you know, Beatle yeah. uh, Weeda. some of these guys
0: that, you know,
1: is 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 some of my favorites. And I'm like, that's a SC all Trill be.
0: All the way out there in the Bay. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. So where where did the name Twansack come from?
1: Um, Antoine is my real name gotcha. and you know back in the I would say the late 90s I was the guy that had the sacks hmm. you know you can call me at gotcha. any time and Antoine always had a sack you know so that's I can't where. be more honest than that <laughs> <laughs> I, I do it two ways like if I'm on, a, on an interview like say with the, the radio like 93.9 I tell them that the SAC stands for Succeeds all challenges but we all know that I got my name from hustling
0: in the streets no. yeah. everybody I, know everybody know yeah. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. One of the originators, one of the OGs. Um, who are some local folks that you rock with that you see up and coming right now? Um, I, I think I'm a super fan
1: of uh Eight O. Uh 0 has he has it. Um mm-hmm. his, his his delivery, his his topics, everything he talks about. it, it has a, um
0: what I could say can be heard outside of Wichita. He's got that sound. Yeah. He's he's, he's it's not that he's figured that something out or it's just him. He does it organic. Yeah. I yeah. think he
1: just got it naturally. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, if you remember, uh, sir courts, you know, um, Cider of Cell, he was one of my favorite rappers, you know? And I was like, I don't know anybody that's going to ever be able to top him. And I see, and I hear eight Oh, and it reminds me of a young courts, hmm. This effort just more developed, you know? And then, um, another guy that I think has to take it on a worldly, uh, on a worldly platform is Plainview. Yeah. I don't know if you heard
0: of Plainview. view has been, been in the house. Yeah. We've, we mess with <coughs> Plainview over here. Yeah, Plainview can go into a
1: lane. You know, the Asian market is a big-ass market, mm-hmm. and they don't really have a lot of artists, you know, and he has the type of music that if you can market him right towards – that fan base, he might be able to fuck around, go overseas and blow up.
0: Yeah, he's got the homie Tevin uh, managing him right now. And Tevin's got the right idea. Yeah. He's got the right idea. And they've been out there in Cali a lot more lately. Yeah. So, they're trying to expand a little bit. I, I think saw they that. Got
1: yeah, I, I reached out to actually um Plan view. Um, I was at um, – I <laughs> work with Empire, a lot of Empires out of San Francisco mm-hmm. or whatnot and I had, basically I said, man, give me give me your record, give me your album as soon as you get done and let's, let's sit down and talk about getting you a deal. Like, I firmly believe in those two. Uh, YBM, Smooth, uh, He's Dope As Fuck, uh, Krim, mm-hmm. Krim is moving, got the shit with Scott Storch, you know, that's a good look. Yeah. You know, and the thing about like me comparing the Midwest to the West Coast, the West Coast is lazy. They have everything. They have all the plugs In the around palm of them, their hands, but they don't know how to use them. Whereas if we come from no plugs and we like, fuck, we got all the fucking plugs. We hungry. We finished to get to it. Yeah. You know what
0: I'm if saying? If you give us all the, all the tools and equipment, we'll figure it it's out. game over. We'll show you what it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that Midwest work ethic that we got. Yeah. But what's, what's the difference that you've seen between Arizona and... In Kansas?
1: Um, Arizona's slow. It's, that's, like, that's it's, just like, really it's it. like a big-ass town. You know, it's the fifth largest city, which is, you know, seven million people there. That's the gold mine. The gold mine is you can hustle there, and it might take you, you know, five years before you even see the same person twice. You know Damn. what I'm saying? And as far as, like, when I got there, nobody had, like, I had a rap van. Nobody had retail-ready packaging. No nothing. Like, they were that far behind. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it kind of worked out. They're too. not taking advantage of what they had. I don't think they even really had anybody from there that ever really made it out of there. So these guys just was kind of just they low budget. Mm-hmm. You know, not people really believing in themselves. Like, Wichita, we believe in. Are we going to go We're going to have our shit packaged. We ain't going to be writing on the CDR and all no. that bullshit. But they, they don't do that. They catching on now, but... How, kind of how they say I'm a pioneer in Wichita is starting to be the same in Phoenix,
0: because hmm. you, know Cause you so? came in and you had this, you were doing this, and they they peep game. They had to catch on eventually. Yeah,
1: and and most artists they're not business. They're you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Most artists are artistic, mm-hmm. whereas me, I'm business first and artistic secondly. You know, and that's what the real. In, in order to sustain and make money in this industry, you have to know the business.
0: Um. What what all do you dibble and dabble as far as like, you know, you got multiple hats that you wear out there in Arizona. You know, you're not just the artist. What what are some other things that, you know, they might catch Twan Sake working on? Man, I do a lot, bro. I got um <laughs> I got a screen printing embroidery shop that I own, so I do
1: a lot of the, the marketing, uh, like, T-shirt-wise, for all the artists, uh, some of the big companies I out there. I've seen a couple
0: stickers that you had made for uh, a car. Yeah. You know, a couple cars over Yeah, I only. do
1: vehicle wraps. Yeah. You know, that, I do that. Um, I'm also... I would say a a concert promoter slash booking agent. Okay. So, you know, based off my relationships in the industry for the last 15 years, I go to, I work with a lot of the big venues and help them book their shows Mm -hmm. uh, and then help them also promote it, you know, and that's the good thing for being connected with the streets is, you know, my following isn't just from music, it's Mm -hmm. from concert promotion and just bringing... You know, the ones out there in the mud. Yeah. 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 And they in Arizona is a big ass town, but they didn't really have a lot of the hip hop culture. Gotcha. You know, so I'm able to eat off of that Um, consultation. You know, I, I do a lot of consultation with artists, show them how to do their copyrights, you know, show them how to get their ass caps together, you know, the whole the whole
0: nine. You know, just just giving game, just giving free game. I see that Nipsey in you. Yeah, I see you. Like it ain't it ain't about like just me. It's like if you can pass some shit on, like you know, that's what you for.
1: Yeah, man, I, I'm at Nipsey probably about shit. I've been knowing Nipsey almost fifteen, and we used. To, that's what I liked about Nipsey because we can get high, and it wasn't talking about let's go get in the lab. Like we was really talking about, you know, like t- taking business and ch- coming back to our communities and helping you know, that's the greatest thing. Like one of his favorite quotes, the greatest thing is, is to inspire, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's really what my journey has been, you to know, inspire. is just using myself almost as a pawn to show people, yeah, you know, as long as you stay down, you, you invest, you bet on yourself, it may take them out. it might happen overnight, but it will happen, mm-hmm. you know. So that's, that's kind of where I'm in that position. It's like Big Brother's ready to get back. You know, I got connections, um, core DJs. You know, I do all the um, which you know. Uh, shout out to DJ Three because he turned me on to Tony, okay. which you know Tony's
0: the the CEO of the Core of DJs. I was gonna ask you how that relationship came about. How did that, how did y'all link up? Uh,
1: <clears throat> three, you know, um, and it's it's a wild story. But back then, uh, Mac Payne um, he had just came from Kansas City. Mac Payne introduced DJ Three um, to the Core, and and. When I was getting on the radio play, Mac Payne basically was trying to block me. Or at least that's what was told to me. He was trying to block my yeah. air airtime so he can start running Kansas City Cats. So I put a diss track out on Mac Payne back then, and it kind of uh, fucked the relationship up between me and Three. I didn't know they. I didn't know the court was that big. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And Three just happened to call me about two years ago. He was like, man, you know, we gonna squash all the bullshit from. Let's bring the core retreat out there. Okay. You know, and that's kind of how I got introduced to the core. You know, and okay. I was like, well, fuck it, let's bring it out here. So, um, uh, Crank's Audio was a real big headphone maker. Um, I got them to sponsor the retreat. They put up like twenty five grand to bring the retreat there, and then that's, dope. that's how my relationship started with the with the core.
0: That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Um. DJ Three is an, uh, he's an OG in the game because he's he's been doing this for years. And he's still at every club. He's still getting booked. He's still getting booked for radio. He still uh, knows the new music that they want to hear at the club. Like he has that ear. Mm-hmm. What are some lessons that you've learned from DJ Three over the years?
1: Um, DJ 3 turned me on to the club promotion side of it, you know, because I was already doing the concert side, and okay. he, he turned me on to the club promote. So, in essence, you know, some of the artists they deal with, because, you know, Dylan, being the core, they're able to get the artists at discount rates. Yeah. So he started throwing me plays where it was, it wasn't just about booking a concert. It was like, here, let's book these at the clubs. So once he started showing me the game on that, I started hitting all the clubs. Now all the clubs, I pretty much do all the booking for all the ma- major clubs in there, you know, in Phoenix. So that brings you, that always keeps you in tune with the new generation. You always know what they, they doing. They see you out
0: there. They see you So out then there. when this show comes, this big concert comes, they going to fuck with you because they saw you out, out here. Yeah. And then even when you throw your own shit without no
1: headliner and it's just you. They come fuck with you because they know a you. You fuck you. You're around celebrities all the time.
0: Most definitely. And you've, you've name dropped a lot of these celebrities out here that people would be like, damn. Like, <laughs> who else could say, yo, I was sitting in the car with DMX and had a full conversation with this man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, multiple times, man. You know, and that's crazy. Like, even out there, X is such a humble dude. You know, of Sundays, we used to go out to his house on Sundays and ride quad racers. You know, he just—that's hard. He's just a humble dude, man. It's hard to explain a guy that big. He—he really, you forget he's DMX. Yeah, You know, he's just he's just a down-to-earth guy, man.
0: But one of those people with such great spirits also has demons, you know, of their own. So we pray for DMX every day yeah. because, you know, we want to see him at his best because when DMX is in the music scene or just out in general, it's so much better. Yeah. It's so much it better. Is. And we miss you in the music, dog. Damn, we miss you in the music. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah, um, the, the DMX situation,
1: you know, is... You know, there there's a dark side to the music industry like a real dark side and if you don't confide to to that side of the the industry sometimes those type of situations come come your way you can't avoid them if you want to you know and that's the thing about X is you, you see a lost soul, but then you see a guy that has nothing but wisdom he, he fights through it and every time he comes out he becomes a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just, you know, like you say, I pray for that guy all the time because I know him from the heart. I know mm-hmm. what he means and what he represents.
0: And I'm just speaking from a fan of hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know DMX at all, but yeah. you know, we just always want those that we grew up listening to or looked up to. You know, we always want to see them succeed in life in the end. Real shit. But I would ask you to speak a little bit more on those dark, the dark side of the music game. But I'm just a nigga from Kansas, so and <laughs> I don't want nobody coming from my head. <laughs> Everybody yeah, be
1: out there waiting now, But that, like, that Illuminati, all that shit's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me a prime example. Like, when, when I had my Cadillac,
0: guy over here dropped his phone. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I want to be in this conversation hey, right no, now. It's, it's,
1: it's real, though. Uh, you know, and not to, I'm just a realist and just, you know, give me a prime example. Like, when Cadillac Love came out and I didn't take none of those deals, um, And the, the best deal was from Universal. And Universal wanted me to redo the song with Lloyd. You know who Lloyd is, the singer Lloyd? So of course, that had a song called
0: Cadillac Love exactly, on his
1: shit. Exactly. So that's that's a way that they can bury you, just on a on a minor scale, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, I've I've, I've seen it. There, there was a guy here from Wichita. I won't say his name. Um, he had a meeting with Puffy. Um, he he was a young cat, dope as fuck, as singing. And they basically told him that we can give you a record deal. We can make you like Bruno Mars, but we need a piece of your ass, straight up. They told they, everybody that was in the room wanted a piece of his ass. God damn, that shit. They own you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And of course, he wasn't giving up no ass, but no. he never did music again.
0: Cause when when you get to that point, you know, to the high, to one of the, you feel like one of the highest peaks, you know, of your career, and then you get told something like that, it's like, man, like how can you go back to what you were were doing but then it's like why even try sometimes yeah that's
1: yeah fcc try, i mean i got the phoenix <clears throat> like it was it was a crazy story um i tried to get i tried to meet with the radio station that kept blowing me off right so i found out and i had a uh, i had this bitch called find out when the music meeting is and this was game that i learned here from hitman you know i knew that the program director the music director and the djs met met on at a certain time Hmm. once a once a week and um they they were their meeting was on friday so my my guy that was from here his dad on papa john's out there i told him hey man tell your dad give me 10 pizzas and i'm just gonna go act like i'm the delivery boy you know what i'm saying so he gave me ten pieces. I went to the radio stations. I had my press kits. I wanted the pizza. Chick was like, What are you you here to take deliver the pizza? I said, I just wanna deliver and tell the station thank you for everything that they do for the for the for the you know, for the value. Yeah. And the chick looked at me anyway, she let me back. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, really little me. Gave my pizza, gave mom, and they but and they put my shit on the radio that night. Now that song is taking off like crazy out there.
0: No shit. And
1: then they got a letter from the FCC, which was owned by Clear Channel. Mm -hmm. Don't play no local music without our authorization. So they pulled my record off there. But that was all tied to because I didn't fuck with none of the record labels on. They did they
0: they did they background on you. They did their history on you. Yeah. God damn. This music industry school
1: Yeah, it's You know, Tech, Tech, you know, Tech is another mentor of mine. He was another big brother. And some of those things, he prepared me for it. You know what I'm saying? And the I The most I successful fucking,
0: independent artist that, in the world, yeah. you could say. And just think, he had, uh, he
1: was at his, when, when when I met Tech here in Wichita, he had that song Slacker on the radio. That was Never the first did time he had. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had just hit, Travis saved him. He paid like like almost half a million for Tech to get out of his deal with Universal. And if that wouldn't have happened, we would have never seen Tech as where he's at now. Damn, we would have never got Tech like this. Yeah, and that's what made me open up the screen print and the embroidery shop because I saw how Tech was getting his money. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just the music. It was, he, man, this motherfucker was selling
0: sh- shirts like crazy. So t- So... Tech Nong can say that, you know, he mentored the likes of Twonsack, Snow the Product, a lot of artists out here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Calico, um, Hobson looks up to this man. Like, Tech is straight out the Midwest.
1: Yeah, yeah. Two hours from here, two and a half hours from here.
0: God damn. What's what's some dope advice that uh you've heard from tech? It might not have been just a conversation you guys were having, but just maybe just some real shit that you've ever heard him say that kinda just stuck with you.
1: I think the biggest thing was um we were in um we had a show in Tempe, Arizona, and you know, at that time I was I was pushing merch but I wasn't pushing it like that, you know. Couple t shirts, <laughs> and if you sell them, you sell them. If I sell them, I sell them. More and yeah. the more, I get the music out. And mm-hmm. I had a fucking back, uh, backpack full of CDs. But I was so, the show was so dope that I was just really invited. He was like, man, what the fuck you doing? I like taking what you advantage
0: mean. Your opportunity. He
1: was like, man, you don't see all that motherfucker that just vibed out to your shit. He said, man, go take this backpack and go get go get to it. Mm-hmm. So I took the backpack and went through the whole crowd. By the time I got done, I was like 1700 in my pocket. Nigga, I would to sign the backpack and be like, who want to
0: <laughs> <try it>? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I didn't even bring enough. You know, and ever since that point on, I March. won't even perform unless I can hustle some
0: shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got to get mine because you going to get yours. Well, yeah. yeah, don't try and fuck me out of this situation. Well,
1: real shit. That's you know, so. now now it's sophisticated because, you know, I got street team and all that to do. I got youngsters up under me that'll go do that. That's what I have them do. You want to pay for your your studio time? Go sell these CDs, and I'll let you get your
0: studio time. It's kind of like a bar to trade up. That's dope. That's some real dope shit. Cause sometimes people ain't got the money, yeah. you know, and they're, they're willing to. If you willing to work for it, and I see you willing to work for it, I ain't got no problem helping you out. Yeah, real shit. That's some dope. That's that Nipsey that, in you. If yeah. you can make it
1: out of Wichita, bro, you you could make it anywhere in the country. Swear Facts. to God. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like just just the mental, and and just being able to. This is a non traditional like CD market. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where they don't even really fuck with local music. Mm-hmm. Period, you know what I'm saying? But it's designed that you can get out in these streets and push. You know what I'm saying? Like 80. that's why he's popular. 80 is popular not because of radio, but because of his ties in the streets. Mm-hmm. And it don't matter what level you win, you always have to have a tie to the street. You know, major, major radio or major record labels have ties to the streets. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, they don't last that long. Facts. You know what I'm saying. If if, I, if I'm bringing an artist to your city, I gotta call OG, woop, mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, my people Tab- gonna be in." Him. Make sure he's straight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So, he's got that potential, man, and it's it's, it's been a long road, but it's it's 15 years later, and I'm now seeing, the, like, the long-term money to where I don't have to. You know, it's not a hustle every day. Okay. You know, as money is make been made overnight, I wake up and I'm like, damn, I, I I saw that last night. That's cool. That's hard. And then you can focus on your
0: creativity, mm-hmm. which is, you
1: know, that's what we are.
0: Because as long as money's coming in, yeah, you you, you can, can focus on something else, and that that brain can keep on flowing. It's an addiction. Yeah, it's, it is. It's
1: a, it's a heavy addiction. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I I had a lot of bad bitches that were girlfriend mater- or wifey material.
0: But they but wasn't I'm, with am
1: So with driven, nah. They, I just don't like anybody complaining about what I do to to make money. You know, I was doing yeah, yeah, this yeah. shit before I met you, and I'm gonna do it after I met you. Yeah, Either you gonna rock with me or you not? Yeah. And I, if once 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 you show me that it might be a problem, I don't care if we've been together five years. I'm out. Yeah,
0: because at the end of the day, I gotta do what makes me happy. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So. In twenty nineteen, what's the music sounded like for Tuan sake? I mean, it's it's definitely not the same from from two thousand and two.
1: Um, you know, the auto tune, you in order to, to to catch the youngsters, you have to at least have one song, autotune. Mm-hmm. I don't like auto tune, but I got songs that have autotune on it, you know, and in essence what I did is just like the millennial time period is now what everybody's sampling. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's our era that's the era we grew up the bone thugs uh, the bone thugs how
0: does it feel knowing like all the music that y'all was bumping back then niggas is sampling that shit yeah. now like you be like god damn why they do that song yeah. like I, I get caught in that shit like DJ Khaled dropped the album and they used the uh, Miss Jackson beat. Yeah. And I don't know if they tweaked it a little bit or what, but they put Sizz on that shit, and I'm like, nigga. That shit, yeah. <laughs> don't let me catch Khaled out and about, because like, he he owe me five minutes for that shit. Yeah. Don't ever disrespect outcasts like that. Yeah. And shout out to Sizz, but don't ever disrespect Never. outcasts like There's that. There's just
1: certain people shit you don't touch. Nah. You know what I'm saying? And if you're going to touch it, you
0: better make sure that they are on it. You know Is there I'm any artist that that you want a sample that you're like, you I'm not I'm not doing that until I know I can get them on it.
1: No, nah, I don't I don't I mean I like old school samples like seventies, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not not no rap samples. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I like soul And that's really probably the difference in the music now. It, you know, is it, it's, it's it's really nothing to it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it used to be structure, sixteen bars hook, sixteen bars hook and then another sixteen bars. Not anymore. Now, now is rants and and chants and and mm-hmm. all that type of shit. So, you know, you just have to like I study it. I, I always use Ludacris as a uh, as a prime example. Like Ludacris makes um, melodic music, which means if you hear it one time, you're gonna when it when you plays the second time, you automatically gonna know words to yep. it. So I stay yep. to that formula. I, I stay to the catchy formula to where, you know, like Cadillac Love. You know, the kids at three years old. Are able to pick it up and it, it becomes melodic and I, I I
0: never broke that cycle. We in the third fourth grade talking about some rolling on doves, smoking on that. Boy, what you what the? <laughs> shut up! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's like you said, it's catchy and yeah, once real, once real music fam,
1: real music will never die. You know what I'm saying? Like you can write long like. A lot of people write dance me like Cardi B. Cardi B in ten years, she's not gonna be what
0: I would say like a Tupac ish or her 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 history isn't gonna be as strong, right? Like right now, she's killing it, and Nicki Minaj ain't you know doing nothing right now, right? But ten years from now, we probably might appreciate Nicki's career more, more than, than Cardi's. Cardi's. No, gotcha. I
1: don't I don't see anybody sampling nothing from Cardi. In ten years, you know what I'm saying. Then and what's
0: that shit? She did that. Brrr, what somebody gonna sample that? You think so? <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody put, somebody sample that put shit that, right now. Yeah, put
1: that shit to sleep, you know. And shout out to Jay White because Jay White, he's very instrumental in Cardi B's career, you know. And Jay has been my producer for ten years, and and just his tracks alone you can play a Jay White track and barely have any words on it it it, it turns everybody the beat up beat just go you know what i'm saying so did
0: you ask him like nigga why don't you give me bodak yellow
1: i didn't I, actually i heard it and i i heard bodak like he sends me like 5 to 10 beats every 6 months mm. and bodak yellow was like a track that it was they they tweaked it just a little bit But I didn't think a little bit on the bass
0: side, huh? A little bit on the bass. Now the bass was
1: there, but it was just like different. uh, I would say well, it it had strings in it. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, and then even when I heard the version with Cardi on it before it went to the to the masses, I was like, this this shit is not. I I was like, it's not a hit. Damn. And it and it goes to show you that when you have the, the the engine behind you, they can make it a hit. And righteous shit. She, sell. she put two hundred and fifty thousand of her own money into it. That's why that record did what it what it was supposed to, because she believed in her. She believed in her fan base. She knew she was in a lane. That Spanish lane and being a rap female. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lane that hadn't
0: been tapped in. And she was she was already established on the social media and shit. Yeah, like nowadays, as an artist, you can't just be an artist. Right. Now, once you make it to a certain point, you know, you can solely focus on that. But a lot of time as an artist on the up and coming, you know, on the rise, that's them so- social networks got to be, you know, a couple hundred thousand, uh, you know, followers, you know, maybe, you know, a couple hundred thousand views, to, you know. And she already had that. She shit. already had it, yeah. Yeah. If I would have had social
1: media back then, I would have went platinum in, in two months. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just because you're able to hashtag Cadillac like love, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's 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 the disadvantage. But also the streaming game. Like I don't push. Like <clears throat> I like streaming because it's just free. It's really I call it free money. Mm-hmm. But all my fans, they they accustomed to spending. That for that whole merch pack, spend, they spent they custom to spending forty dollars. Get the T-shirt, get this. So why would I want to drive them to Spotify and iTunes when I can not drive them? I cut, it's like Frank Lucas. You cut the whole middleman, and there. I can get my and money. You keep a hundred percent, and you pay the tax man when you fucking get ready to pay the tax. Not every,
0: man. not everybody's uh big on the streaming services. Yeah. A lot of artists, you know, like yourself, they, they prefer, you know, I can make a lot more money doing it this way. Right. You, As an artist, I would always suggest that do it the way you think it would work for you right. as an artist. Don't well, don't try and change up and feel like you got to do the same thing that everybody's doing. You just got to keep creating. That's the main that's thing.
1: That's the main thing. And you just never know. Like, I mean, even with the streams, <clears throat> 1,500 streams is only a dollar. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and in, in when I started out, you know, in order to hear it fifteen hundred times you had to buy it you know what I'm saying so fifteen and no CDs Cadillac love a single by itself, sold for seven dollars in the record store see you know what I'm saying so I that's Being the only reason out. that's the only reason why I don't I'm not a big fan of the streaming platform because it, it devalues the music industry that's mm-hmm. why you don't see artists going platinum like that anymore you mm-hmm. know or they have to do a deal with apple
0: music or something that's why the bigger names they bring in the bigger numbers and then artists that everybody loves that people love you know they're gonna their numbers aren't gonna look the same right yeah because the stream is different like everybody has their own different way of getting music right well,
1: and, it, and it's fast like once let's say that you know i draw you got a new record out you're independent you're locally you're up you're up and coming Let's so say you tell everybody to go to Spotify, right? Mm. They go to Spotify, and then they like, damn, my favorite Pac is, you know, use Pac. Damn, Pac just dropped a new album. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So now they didn't got off track looking for your shit. Now they looking at Pac shit. And it's they're not gonna go back. And, and, and the streaming service is winning
0: because mm-hmm. they're getting all the traffic. You know, regardless of who game. they are going to, they still getting the money. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it's a numbers game for them. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just gra- it's grassroots, man. It's, it's, it's finding your, like, Phoenix. I found Phoenix. I hit every city of Phoenix, flooded that now. Then I hit the region. Hit L.A., hit Utah. Um, then once all that flooded, it went to the Bay. Now that I didn't flooded the whole West Coast, now I'm working on South in Miami. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm getting uh, picked up in Atlanta, um, Arkansas, uh, Miami. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm just... It's just like building a
0: house, man. You, you keep building it until it's time to go to the next spot. Now, I can tell you used to Arizona because it just dawned on me, my guy, you got a hoodie on right now. Yeah. yeah. It's hot as shit outside. Man, that shit chilly than a motherfucker outside. Shit. Shit. <laughs> shit. Yeah, I didn't
1: get acclimated. I'll tell you that for sure. What's that That humidity crazy out there? It ain't none. It's no humidity. It's just dry heat. Because you're in the desert. Yeah so so 100 degrees really is is the equivalent to 85 80 degrees here hmm. you know hey. 50 degrees at nighttime in the desert is like 25 degrees you know what i'm saying so yeah. when when i like out not it's it's like i don't necessarily have to have a hoodie but hmm. i know once i walk out of this podcast and go oh, it's gonna be a few
0: degrees Drop, yeah, you're know, gonna going you to hit the little. 70s, 60s yeah. Might even hit the 50s tonight Yeah, see, and that's chilly <laughs> <laughs> You hit 50, you like, nigga, where my coat goes? Whereas back <laughs> in the
1: day, it hit 50, motherfucker being shorts and a tank you top You damn right You know what I'm saying? But nah,
0: I ain't got super acclimated to, to Arizona, man Shit, that's where you living though, that's home Yeah That's home right now But um, you got a show coming up on Saturday Yes, sir And Juan's back in Wichita yeah. He's doing a show yeah. What you got under your sleeve? Like I know something coming. There's some new music on the way. There's a video, couple videos might be dropping. You might have a couple package deals with your music and the merch out here right now. I know there's something.
1: Yeah, and it's crazy cuz there goes that again. I should have brought more merch. I brought 50 pieces of merch and they're already gone. So I'm not even going to even have any merch but um um, I got a new, new single called That Bitch Mad that's um, it, it's actually debuting on Shade 45 tomorrow. That's pro- hard. You know, produced by Jay White. So it's just kind of, you know, I'm going to revamp, redo Cad- you know, sing Cadillac Love for the people and then let them get to hear a couple of new songs. Yeah. Um the, new Show album, the growth. Uh, new album's called The Chitlin' Circuit, which I'm going to be dropping that uh, about this fall. It's um, taking it back to the old Master P days, 18 tracks. Hard. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, again, it just feels like my career is just starting all over again, except for I got the knowledge this time.
0: You say you're looking around the fall? Yeah. You're dropping that? Yeah, about dope. about late August. Dope, 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 dope. Is there any uh, artists that's going to be performing Saturday that that you're kind of looking forward to seeing? Definitely because
1: That's probably, him and AL is probably about the most that I get the buzz uh, uh, from.
0: Um, so, have yeah. you seen the View show? I haven't. <sighs> That energy, that energy's crazy. I bet he gives a show.
1: Does he? He yeah. gives a yeah. show. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I, I've heard a lot, and you know, and just I know how the Asians are. I mm-hmm. like, know how they once they they lit and they get behind their people. I already know it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know it's, what I'm it's gonna be.
0: Four tons. Would you say that Plainview is one of your favorite artists to see live perform? Uh, yeah. That energy. Yeah. He had a bottle of water at the beginning of his set and he said, I'm throwing this water on y'all by the end of my set, so be ready. He just straight up told him, was like, be ready. And so he's performing and shit and he's like, hey, y'all going to catch me? Everybody said, yeah. He said, fuck it. Jumped in. He jumped in the crowd. Yeah. 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 Four times I got that footage. It was live. It was at the T. Grizzly show. That's fucking dope. Yeah. yeah. He gave the best performance that night. Yeah. I, I speak
1: with playing View probably maybe every other week, you know, and it's just he, he asked me a lot of questions about the about the business side of it. I already know he has it artistic. But one thing about Wichita, sometimes it can it can make you feel like you're not able to make it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So a lot of our conversations And you're going
0: to get a lot of negativity. You spoke on that before. Yeah. And he's an Asian rapper coming into this hip-hop scene, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So you- people are going to be hating they going to hate he, he better soak it up because it prepares you for like
1: the hate prepared me so much that when i went out of town you it's no hate mm-hmm. they they don't know me from growing up and went went to to brooks middle school and south high school they can't pinpoint none of the none of the shit before you made it yeah. all they can do is, is judge you from, from where, here on out from who you are and your music yeah. so it's no hate and you'll be able to thrive. You'll take everything you got from here, and it's it's really like, damn. It's actually—that's why people leave their homes and never come home. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that do come home, what happened to them? They get killed. That's true. That's
0: you know very true. So it's
1: I haven't faced—since I left Wichita, I haven't faced any hate whatsoever.
0: You feel good. You're like, shit, my life hasn't been in danger in this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? You— I just
1: wanted to do music. just like I wanted to do here. I just never, even here, I just never thought that was part of the game. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like when I got on the Wichita, on the radio here, a lot of the people that were hating was people that used to buy sacks from me. You know what I'm saying? And I was like.
0: But, bro, we was good when you was buying weed from me. You still owe me from that front, nigga. Why you (laughs) pulling You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) nigga, I need to collect that now. Yeah, hell yeah, hating ass, nigga. (laughs) And I just,
1: it threw me off, fam. I can't even lie. Like, it fucked me up. It, It really threw me off. I was like, damn, everywhere I went, the police was fucking with me. Like you know, they they really was trying to uh, you know the NCAA send me cease and desist letters for for uh, the song I had for the Shockers. I don't know if you remember when they did the Final Four run. Mm. I had a song called Game Time that CBS picked up, and and somebody here from Wichita um, hit the NCAA people, and they hit me with a cease and desist letter.
0: I feel like you know who it was, but because you, you don't care no more, you ain't you don't want to say names and shit like that. You're I like, have an I, idea. You, don't, you don't even need to say names. You yeah. like fuck you, yeah. like shit. I,
1: I have an idea, but you know all of that shit is what. Because which talk small. Yeah, yeah. But that that's the motivation though. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying without without those type of things, I, it's hard to stay. In order to be motivated, you gotta have discipline. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And those things remind you of staying motivated. Okay, you wanna hey, You wanna be like that? Okay, I'm just gonna shine on you this way. I'm gonna Definitely. Keep, I'm, I'm, I'm out. And that's from my from my era. Nobody's rapping from my era. Everybody already went on to their second careers or whatever. But but from besides S.C. Trill, and he's not a rapper. He's real. Him and Bray is the only ones left from my era. And they, and you see what. If you stay down with it, you see it's levels to it. You
0: know what I'm saying? That's some good company to keep. That's some good names to be mentioned around as far as like an air, S C Trill, Twan Sack, Bray, like three three of the one some of the most successful like people in the industry, music industry that you can get in Wichita. Right. Like right. all of you guys have outgrown Wichita. Right. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So Got the show, You also got the uh, project dropping in the fall. Um, we've dropped a lot of great gems during this interview and I appreciate you pulling up. I oh, love I brother. appreciate that, but what's, what's some <coughs> advice that you either, you know, you feel like you can give someone from Wichita? I, I would say study the business side.
1: It's now public knowledge. Like when I started, I had to go to Barnes & Noble and and purchased the book that says something about this music business to learn it. Mm. Now, each and every step is now on YouTube. It's all free game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? so you're going to need that, you know, because there's going to be a point where there may be a record to take off for you. And I see a lot of guys lose deals because now they got to go back and do all the business shit. They got to get the shit copyrighted and get this cleared. And a lot of times they lose, you know, especially being in the instant – time frame that we're in, a lot of those guys lose deals. Mm-hmm. You know, the business side of it will allow you to be in this game for the rest of your life. Right. It would allow you to sustain. You know, if you set your mindset, all you have to do is make 100000 a year. Although you fuck the millions, fuck, fuck going platinum, just focus on making 100000 a year mm-hmm. independently on your own. That's enough for you to have your free time, which you need, you know what I'm saying? And you'll be able to move around the country and do anything
0: that you wanna do. Honestly, as an independent, if you can get to a hundred thousand, to be honest, a lot of your favorite artists that you think are in the millions, that's the exact same place that they at. Yeah. Cause once you once you take out all that money that the label's gonna take out and phew, I can't. I can't even think of other shit. You know, saying that comes out of your check and then taxes on top of that. Shit, you probably sitting with a hundred thousand. If that, if you that, know, and the way the deals, <clears throat> the artist
1: is giving up three. They call them three sixty deals where they're yep. giving a the piece of everything. Yeah, which is the dumbest shit ever in life. You know, but you know the other whatever
0: of, you can make off of your music, we
1: get a piece of that shit. Fucking man. right. Shh. You know, and also with that said, whatever you do make off of your music. Make sound investments. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't rap forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. I have just been blessed because I have a cult following. So yep. I'll be and I built it like that. That's why I didn't take none of those deals back then because I knew that my window time
0: frame would have been three years and then I would have been washed up.
1: You yeah, know what happened
0: to them? Well, yeah, yeah. And, and I then just, look at you now. You can successfully say you like you're what 15 years in. 15 years in. Yeah. Pssh. Yeah. not too many people can say that you blessed man yeah, real blessed. shit real shit you know real shit Twan I appreciate you so much for pulling up I know you don't do interviews like that and I, I heard I, a lot I, about you man that's why I, why I came to do it you know what I I'm really saying really appreciate it. a lot that, of people man. in town
1: speak very highly uh, of what you are doing and this 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 right here is part of saving the history because five years people might forget you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying and by doing these interviews and being able to set a log for it, then it allows our legacy to stay alive. So it's, yep. it's, it's definitely much appreciated. Once it
0: hits the internet, it lives forever. It lives forever. That's it's dope. Straight up. Well, Twan, keep on working on that positive energy. Keep on living life. Mm-hmm. We love you out here, man. It's not just Cadillac love. We support you 100%. Because when I found out Twan Sack left Wichita and went to Arizona, I said, this nigga made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was a kid. I'm like, this nigga made it. Like, yeah. God damn. But- Keep doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know family is very important to you. You know what I'm saying? Much love to your family. Prayers to them. Mm-hmm. And just keep on shining, King. Man, just much keep love, keep on bro. shining. Yeah. Hey, marathon continues, yeah, right? always will, brother. Most Hell, love. Yeah, but that's hey, love, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an episode of Realism. I'm your boy, Rello. I have my special guest here at Twan Sack, and we appreciate you. Much love. All love. Hell yeah, that's good shit, brother. Appreciate you. <laughs> How stop you cut it. this mug on? How? How you stop it? Space. Space mug.